Hi, everyone. Welcome to Be The Flame. I am your host, Amy Barilla. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Flame, where fire and magic meet. I hope you're all having a magical week. And today is an extra special day because we have a guest. And I love having a guest on the show because there's so many amazing people that I have the good fortune of knowing and working with and having friendships and relationships and partnerships with that it's important we share their stories because we can learn from so many. This is an extra special blessing for me today because our guest is Randy Stearns. And the first thing I'd like to say about Randy is that before she's my producer, she's one of my dearest friends, like almost on a soul sister level, right? But I want her to come in and share a little bit more about all the amazing work that she's doing in the world. Because it's one thing coming from me, but I want you all to hear it firsthand from the source. So welcome, Randy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. So Randy, let's take a couple seconds to share with our listeners a little bit about who you are, the work that you do, and then we can dive into your journey with Hashimoto's. I am a Reiki master and a sound healer and an essential oil educator, but I also produce, direct, act in film and music videos, live shows, and I'm a singer and do music. And so I do both healing and creative projects, and I love to bring those together, which is why you and I are here together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's so wonderful, and Randy will share more of this in a moment, is that She's taken this journey that she's had with autoimmune and more specifically Hashimoto's and she's actually blended it into her body of work and she's really dug down deep and done so much research and has gathered so much data so that she could be of better service to others that are out there that are also living with autoimmune, even if it's not Hashimoto's, but more specifically Hashimoto's, and the things that she's done in her life based on all that data and research, and she's compiled all of this information so that she could share that with others. And I think that's really, really amazing because that took a lot of time and a lot of your own blood, sweat, and tears to get to this point. It took years, and I really do love to work with people that have autoimmune. I really want to help them because it's a lot to take in when you're diagnosed and when you're living with it. It can be overwhelming or just difficult. Tell us a little bit about how you found out about your autoimmune and more so Hashimoto's. How was that discovered? So my son was three and I thought I was just a tired mom, but I'm a really active person, really motivated, um, always doing something, always had projects and I love to cook and would get up every day and be excited to be awake and just go, go, go. And a lot of energy and I didn't have any energy and I didn't want to make dinner and I couldn't lift my arms up and I was so tired and my friend Lael um, who's a labor and delivery nurse and midwife um, well used to be she had said to me you need to look up Hashimoto and she had had graves which is kind of the opposite of Hashimoto but along the same lines because it's your thyroid once uh, graves is hyperthyroid and Hashimoto is hypothyroid it's the number one cause of hypothyroid and graves is the number one cause of hyperthyroid so I looked up the symptoms and I had like 11 out of the 15 or 13 symptoms and I was like whoa so 
pretty quickly I found out that I had it, but I had to insist that they test me. They will not test you unless your numbers are abnormal and your numbers can be normal, your thyroid numbers can be normal and you still have Hashimoto. Mm. I think that's important. I don't mean to interject. No, but, you it's know, so th- important. This is, this is one of the things that I have encountered that if you don't start becoming your own best advocate, nothing is going to get done. You won't get far. And a lot of times what happens with people is that they get so frustrated or discouraged that they just stop altogether. And you have to just keep fighting. So... You have to be your own best advocate. Yeah. Because who else is going to do it for you if we don't do it for ourselves? And my friend, Dr. Victoria Rand, said to me, you insist that they test you. They're not going to test you unless your numbers are abnormal. So I said, you have to test me. And the doctor said, yeah, I don't do that. And I said, well, then I'm going to go somewhere else. He said, oh, okay, I'll test you. I was like, thank you. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I had Hashimoto. Yeah. Hashimoto, yeah. And that explained a lot. When you have it, it really messes up a lot of your levels, your supplement levels, and it messes up your hormones. In order to get better, you really have to change a lot of things like how you eat. I think this is common for a lot of autoimmune where you have to change how you eat and you have in your level, certain levels get off. It was a lot to take in and I had to make a lot of changes that I didn't necessarily want to make, but I wanted to not feel bad anymore. It Mm -hmm. took me years to really figure out how to go into remission and what that would take. Once you get it down, then you're used to it. But at first, it's a lot. It is. And I think for autoimmune and other chronic illnesses, one of the biggest things in us light workers and sensitives is the art of discernment. And, you know, discernment is a big thing for anybody. But I think for people like us who do this body of work and who are out there to help support people who are not feeling well and in crisis using energy work and a lot of the amazing work that you're doing working with autoimmune clients is that, you know, we're not going to be able to help everybody. And I think vetting our clients is super important too, because a lot of people will say, yeah, I I need you. I want to come to you. I really want to get well, but how serious are they? And, you know, if you and I are so serious about the work that we do, we only want to draw in those who are equally equally serious about getting well. I think you have to come to a point in where you really want to get well. I'm not saying that um, that's going to be the easiest thing or anyone deserves to be sick. No one deserves to be sick. No. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not judging anyone's journey. This was my journey this is this your is my journey, journey. Yeah. yeah we're just we're just sitting here having a conversation with the world I today like to about that two individual journeys I think it's really easy to think oh well I didn't do that so they think there's something wrong with me I don't I think you have to have your own journey this yes. is my journey but I do think that nothing tastes better than wellness mm-hmm. so there's not anything that I've given up like eating wise because I've completely had to change how I eat that is worth eating mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> to me but do I miss it sure Mm -hmm. yeah and I have clients the one of the first thing I say to clients is you're gonna have to start saying no no to people who upset you and no to things you don't need to be doing I mean sometimes we have things in life where there are people and there are things that we have to do and be around and that's fine but there are other people and other things that we do that we don't have to be around and we don't have to do and those things you need to say no to because stress is so bad for Hashimoto and for other autoimmunes Mm -hmm. and really honestly probably any illness and really if we had all learned to do that as kids 
maybe we wouldn't get sick in the first place. And this is why what we're going to talk about today is so critical and important because our topic for this episode is autoimmune and chronic illness, more specifically in the light worker or the energy worker. But I want to preface before we even go any further that um, this also can apply to those who are non-light workers. This applies to all the sensitives and all the empaths and all the intuitives out there because there are so many of us that are struggling right now with chronic illness and dis-ease or imbalance. And I think this is an important topic because there are a lot of takeaways that we want to gift to every listener today so that you feel seen and heard. And that's a big part of why we gather each week on Be The Flame is that we want to create a sacred space so people do feel seen and heard and feel connected. So I think that's super important. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And and I think the journey for both of us is different yet similar in a lot of ways because we are light workers and energy workers and sensitives and empaths and intuitives and all those magical things. But we have different things going on. Yours being autoimmune, more specifically Hashimoto's and mine with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So they do um, bridge and meet up in the middle, I do believe, because there's a bottom set of things that are occurring in our bodies that is causing this imbalance to even show up. And what's the lesson in it for us? And sometimes that's really hard. I think it's important to remember that when we do this body of work, especially for the amount, like the volume of kids and moms that I see, that uh, we're giving like 150% of ourselves yeah, if I all have, the time, if and I you are client, as well, right? If I have a client, I'm giving them everything that I would want for myself. Correct. And when you're not feeling good, uh, if we're not where we need to be, it's going to be hard for us to deliver that level of care that we're so accustomed to to the others who are in crisis and are seeking care from us. Yeah, I think we feel a lot of pressure—not pressure, but we feel a lot of um, motivation to be well and stay well and mm-hmm. feel our best, so that we have as much as we can to give when that's needed. As a Reiki master, when I have clients that are coming to me or any any clients that are coming to me for healing and I am helping them with Hashimoto or autoimmune, that is through the lens of a patient. I've spent years studying and going over and compiling all the things that are in multiple places that I have not seen anybody pull together and that's what I am handing over to my clients. And when someone asks me to do a chapter in their book which has happened um, a couple times, or someone like you that wants me to come on and talk about it, this is through the lens of a patient. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor, but I know how to go into remission. I know about inflammation, and I know about chronic illness. And, and I have to say, the people that have helped me the most are patients, not doctors, other patients. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happened is because you approach this through the lens of a patient, that's how you become a better advocate, not only for yourself, but you can be such a tremendous support in advocating for those who are coming to you for care. Absolutely. And I really understand firsthand what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, very important. And that's why this body of work is so critical. It really, really is. I, I can't stress that enough. The role of the energy worker in the lives of someone with chronic illness or cancer, anything really, but more specifically, those living with autoimmune. 
So being the straight shooter that I am and ridiculously honest, I just want to say that I'm not the right practitioner for everybody. And what I mean by that is if you're not ready to get well, you're not ready to make the dietary changes, take the supplements, go to the doctors who are actually going to help you, I am not the right person for you to come see. So when you say what you're putting into your body, what do you think is one of the main culprits in causing, you know, a a flare or an inflammatory response? Gluten. Yeah. Yeah. Damn gluten. Gets us every time. Yeah. And you're either gluten-free or you're not. And that is not a judgment. It just, it's either or. And the reason is because it can stay in in your system for up to six months. So let's say you are doing all the right things, but you decide you're going to eat some bread and then you're doing the right things and a couple months go by and you still feel bad. That could be why. That could be why. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you don't have a reaction to it. For instance, with Hashimoto, it is called cross-reactive and that means that it is attacking your thyroid in any way. So things like dairy are cross-reactive. Your thyroid is, thinks it's being attacked and reads it as gluten. And so it's causing your antibodies to go up and to have inflammation in your body. And there are numerous things that someone with Hashimoto or autoimmune um, can't or should not eat mm-hmm. if they want to recover. So it's, in again, not a judgment. Just when you're ready to feel better, this is something that you will want to explore. You're exactly right. And the the other side of that is we can still continue to hold space for that course, person and be a witness for them and and love and support them, you know, from a distance. And our our hope ultimately is that one day that, that light will appear and they'll be ready. But there's no judgment. And I, I keep going back to this and I'm going to yeah. keep going back to this while we're talking today because number one, you and I aren't doctors. No. We don't play one on television. <laughs> we um, could, we but could, we don't. <laughs> but we yeah, we could, but we don't. And we're not here to judge anybody else whose journey, you know, which is painful. There's a lot of people out there yeah. in pain day to day. There's a lot of people who are suffering from chronic illness and disease. And we hear you and we see you and we love you. We just wanted to have an opportunity to sit together and talk to you guys about what that's been like for us, especially since we're in the business of helping other people. Yeah. I don't want to waste your money. So if you're going to come to me and you're ready to get well, I am so happy to help you on that journey. But if you're not ready yet, then don't come to me yet. And when you're ready, I'm here. Yes. And I think that's beautifully stated. So thank you for saying that. In your Aries fire authenticity. That's right. I was thinking that. uh, It couldn't get more Aries than that, right? Couldn't get more Aries than that. No way, babe. Thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. Give me three top things for you that you would want listeners to take away when it comes to caring for yourself, living with autoimmune and Hashimoto's. What are your top three self-care takeaways that you want to share? So the first one is say no. Mm. Say no to people and things that you can say no to, that Mm -hmm. you don't need to be doing and are stressful for you. Mm -hmm. That's important. And have no guilt. Try not to have any guilt about it either. Mm -hmm. That takes time. 
It does. That's a practice. It's just a suggestion. Like you have permission to say no mm-hmm. and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. My permission. <laughs> You're giving all of us permission? I am. Thank you. And I, I tell my clients that. Two, changing how you eat, what you put into your body is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It almost makes me tear up thinking about how much that will change your life if you are willing to put things in your body that support you and don't make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at eliminating something that is an inflammatory response. That's right. Yeah. And I think with diet, and I know you and I have talked a lot about this, is that people look at the bigger picture and that's where resistance comes in and they have that freak out moment. And even if it's not as drastic to begin with, but on the road to getting there, you pick something. Yeah, I think people feel like they're giving something up, but what you're gaining is huge. Correct. Huge. Mm -hmm. The third thing is patience. Getting well takes patience. The moment that you decide you're going to get well and then you take those steps to get well, it could be months. It could even be a couple years before you are going to remission or you feel truly better. And you need to give yourself that space and that time to understand and feel okay that this is a process and it takes time and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And it is what it is. It is how it is. I absolutely suck at patience. Me too. Yeah. I'm an Aries and no, we don't have a lot of patience. Oh, I suck at patience. And I mean, in my automatic response is no. And you know this. All <laughs> you were one well. of the best people at saying no. Yeah. I mean, we could all take a note from Amy. So I think those are three magical takeaways that, you know, people can can take to heart. And I think they're they're important on our road to well being. So thank I, you for that. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. I think one of the things that I want to make sure we share with listeners today is that what we're talking about is a pretty touchy subject, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I. It's hard to talk about illness because there's so much judgment around illness, judgment of ourselves mm-hmm. and other people's judgment. Mm-hmm. Why did I get sick? Did I deserve it for some reason? No, nobody deserves to be sick. And then somebody else thinking, well, maybe they want to be sick. No, none of us want to be sick. Yeah, I woke up and decided I wanted to be diagnosed with cancer. But there are people that think that. And, and And part of it is some people just, they don't know how to get well. They don't have anybody supporting them to get well. And then they have family members or friends who are judging them because they're sick. It's, And that just adds to feeling worse. Often people will say to me, and I think you get this too sometimes, is, uh, but you don't look sick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And get that often. Yes. Yeah. You don't look sick. And you don't look sick. I didn't know you were sick. And and I don't think of myself as being sick. So there's that too. Right. And I don't want to be sick. And I don't want and I wanna be able to get up every day and do the things that I wanna do, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't know how to do that, but yeah, they want it. There's a lot of layers to illness, regardless of what the illness is. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I know we talked about this being a potential trigger topic before we even recorded and will it be like walking into a you know a minefield and it might trigger some people others are going to feel heard and seen and and it's okay either way and you know we're not judging you because shit we're dealing with it ourselves well and that's why we say we're not judging you we want you to know that anything we're saying isn't out of judgment oh my gosh and it's from our own own experience and what we've seen happening to other people but your journey is your journey and that 
is okay. It can be so lonely. Um, I've seen this in clients. I don't really have this so much myself, but I've seen it in clients and friends who have illness and they're lonely. They're so yes. alone in their illness. It's such a, it can be a dark place. Yeah. And you want to be included and you want to be invited and boy, do you want to say yes to fun things mm-hmm. and you can't always say yes. Yeah. You want your life to feel as normal as possible. Absolutely. And that that can change when illness shows up. You know, we kind of have to pivot and have a new normal, if you will, where there are parameters and there, there are boundaries and there is discernment. I know that I've had times where I know I've pushed myself too far and I will pay the price for that. Me too. You know, there are days where um, I'll have to cancel clients and it's the last thing in the world that I want to do is to, you know, let down a mom and their child because they they need care. However, I have learned that if I don't, then it's going to be way worse for me. Well, and I love that you're able to decide that you're going to take care of yourself so that you have enough to give to your clients the next day. Yes. And the next week. So I wanted to make sure that I shared the reason why I wanted us to talk about this today because there are so many energy workers, light workers out there who are currently dealing with chronic illness, not necessarily cancer, but other chronic illnesses such as autoimmune or Hashimoto's. And we know of several really amazing energy workers here in Las Vegas that have been met with cancer diagnosis. And it just got me thinking, you know, why? You know, why Why are we all being met with this? What is the lesson? And we talk about that so much. What is the lesson in this for us, right? Yes. But I think what's important is I want to shine a light on the importance of doing this body of work and being more aware and mindful of adopting a stricter self-care practice that is vital to our well-being because we can still do this body of work living with Hashimoto's or me walking this journey with cancer. I'm still working. I've had to change some things. There's no doubt about it. I've had to come to grips with the fact that I don't have the stamina to work on as many people during the day while I'm actively under treatment. But I'm still me and I'm still working and I'm so grateful for that. But we have to make changes to how we live our lives day to day in order to maintain groundedness, centeredness, protecting our energy, bringing those uh, holistic alternative options into our healing journey so that we can evolve and grow and be well and stay well. I think that's very, very important. You're not just getting healthy on a physical level. You're, you're getting yourself healthy on a mental level too and, and a spiritual level. Absolutely. And I do feel that way. I will say that for crap that they pump into my veins every couple of weeks. I I feel clearer um, in terms of being divinely connected. Right. I may have, you know, and that's just a byproduct of the medicine as you do experience a little bit of brain fog. Um, but I know that that's temporary. So in spiritual, energetic, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you feel different. You do. Yeah. You do feel different. You do feel different. I'm glad we talked about this today. I want people to know that if any of this resonates with you, you're not alone. 
okay? And if you are um, an empath or an intuitive or a sensitive and you're dealing with chronic illness, whether it be autoimmune or another, another imbalance or disease happening in your life currently, you are not alone. And um, there are many of us out there. But, you know, each minute we can chip away at this and make it more positive. It, it will be hard. It will be difficult. But we can do hard things. Yes, and we can. We do hard things every day. Wouldn't you agree? I do. Let's talk a little bit about what our uh, crystal wisdom for the week is because I am a huge fan of rose quartz and I know many of you out there are too and rose quartz like amethyst and clear quartz are like one of the three and citrine are like one of the four um, most popular stones that people have at home and this is a beautiful generator rose quartz and a generator it looks like an obelisk but it has a point on the top and if you remember, or if you're just tuning in for the first time, one of the things I love sharing with you is the importance of crystal wisdom and magic in our day-to-day lives. And rose quartz is great for unconditional love. That's everything heart chakra. Having more love of ourselves, having more love of others, which you know right now can be a challenge. But the emotions connected to our heart space are love, trust, understanding, compassion, empathy, and forgiveness not only of ourselves, but of others too. So if you have a piece of rose quartz at home, I always love to share that any intention that you have that you'd like to cast out into the divine matrix, it's a great opportunity to pick up your piece of rose quartz and hold it like a writing tool and just write out into the air that which you wish to create or manifest. I love that. It's such a great practice. Yes. It feels really good when you do it too. Doesn't it? I mean, and I'll pick mine up and I'll write in big letters. You and if know? you don't have a crystal, you can use your finger. I just yes, want to mention that. You can use your finger. That's a great reminder. Thank you. Because some people may not have these tools yeah. at home just yet. Um, but you can write in the air with your finger. You're still casting it into the divine matrix and you're sending it out there for co-creation, which is equally magical. So your crystal wisdom for the week is rose quartz, everything heart-centered. Rose quartz is great um, anywhere in the home, really. I have it scattered throughout, but I have it uh, in my bedroom too. That's where I like to keep it, right by the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get that energy while you're sleeping. Too. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And kids love rose quartz. It's one of the main stones when they come into the office that they'll, that they'll grab. They'll grab rose quartz. So I love having that on hand. So the next thing is our card of the week, which I love doing with all of you guys. This is a selection from my tiny little 33 card affirmation deck known as Everyday Messages. And I shuffled the deck, I selected the card, and when I picked it, Randy's like, are you serious? This is the card? Because it's so on point with our topic for today. And so our card is, change is supposed to come with challenge. So let's sit with that for a couple seconds. Is it a trigger for you? It's not a trigger for me. Not I'm like, yeah, that's right on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a trigger for me, but I know for people who are listening, it could be a trigger for them because, you know, first of all, change can suck, right? It's, it's not the prettiest thing we do in our lives. Um, it's something that is often met with tremendous resistance, 
we fight it, we argue with it, we stuff it and suppress it, we put it on a back burner, we do all of those things. But no matter where you go, there you are. And that change is still going to creep up on you, you know, and wave its little hand saying, you know, we've got to do this. And it will come with challenge or a set of challenges. I think that's real. I think that's authentic. I think that's what, that's the truth of it. Yeah. And if it was easy, what would we learn? Nothing. Is there really going to be a lesson in that for us? If it was just smooth and seamless and effortless. I know I wouldn't learn anything. I love for things to be positive, but I also want real. Mm -hmm. Well, real. pain is real. And so the changes that so many are going through right now are very real. They're very painful. The other side of that is so worth it. And of course, when you're in the midst of that, we're not going to see it. We don't even see a glimmer on the other side of coming through that. But it is there. And it's just all how we decide to um, turn into it versus turning away from it and doing the work that needs to be done. Yeah, I think even taking care of ourselves is a challenge. Oh, hell yeah. And another thing, there's a bottom belief in theta healing, which... um, a lot of people will muscle test for and it's their it, they test positive for it is I have to suffer to be well mm. and there is something to that and it's just something that is passed down generation to generation you know um, it, it, it's hard to be well we have to suffer to be well it's a dog-eat-dog world out there you know a lot of times growing up we're subjected and conditioned to those programs and beliefs from our parents you know it's hard out there you know it's you're gonna have to suffer to get ahead in the world those things so it's ingrained in us we might have been little when we heard it but it's encoded into us on a cellular level so those are things that we can work on breaking the patterns and the conditions and the belief systems on so that we don't have to suffer to be well it might be hard and there might be challenge but we don't necessarily have to always suffer to do it I agree yeah yeah that's that's a heavy one but I think there's something um light in there too because you're discovering how to take care of yourself and that is really beautiful because when you can take care of yourself you can take care of other people and you can teach other people what Mm -hmm. you did yeah so that's yeah that makes me happy you can be that that conduit if exactly. you will, which is what we are as light workers anyway. We're, we're the conduit. We're that hollow straw through which this divine source energy flows through us. Yeah, that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. Are we really doing the work or is there something much greater than we can humanly fathom? I ask myself that yeah. on a daily basis. On a daily almost. basis, yeah. Um, but yeah, change is supposed to come with challenge. That is your message for the week along with your rose quartz crystal magic if you don't have a crystal don't sweat it it's all good just use your finger right into the divine matrix your wishes and intentions and see how the universe can help co-create i love that me too something really important that i want to share with everyone is that randy has created this really amazing essential oil line that i absolutely love and because she's probably not going to talk about it i am But one of the blends in this line, which is one of my absolute favorites, it's called Bubblegum Club. And for any of you out there that have children or you're exercising your inner child yourself, I highly recommend trying 
this blend bubblegum club. And you know what I love most about it is the artwork on the label is Marie Antoinette, which is my absolute favorite. But I also want you to share some of the other names in the line so that listeners can hear. So I have Unicorn Love, which smells like fruit punch. Mm-hmm. I have Fairy Tale, which smells like maraschino cherry mixed with amaretto. I have um, Mermaid Mindfulness, which smells like blueberries. I have Winter Wonderland, which smells like eating a candy cane while you're walking through the forest. Mm-hmm. And I have another one called Woodsman, which is like walking through the forest. Mm-hmm. So, And I have a couple other ones. I geared them towards children, but I have some for adults too. Um, I have one called Goddess that is um, especially for women, and I have some others that I'm working on. But yeah, these are my own essential oil blends, and Mm -hmm. they help with anxiety and confidence and drawing in love. And yeah, they are a labor of love for me. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And who wouldn't want more of that in their life? I agree. Right. Who would not want to draw in more love and who would not want to – um, decrease their level of anxiety, right? And each one has a rose quartz chip in it. So they too are also getting crystal wisdom when they use your blends. Yes. And in the future, I may use other chip stones, but right now I'm super into rose quartz. Mm-hmm. I love it. So let's take a minute to share how people can get in contact with you. What is the best way for folks to reach you? At wishingbirdreiki.com at gmail.com. So that's wishingbirdreiki at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. So I want to give a big shout out and thank you to not only Randy, who's my producer and my amazing talented friend, but also to Jackson Rose, who is my brilliant, fantastic editor and director of photography. He does all my videos. He puts up with my nonsense. And, you know, he gets me to say yes when I always want to say no. And he does your music. And he does my music. Yeah, he's created some amazing music for the Kids Healing Workshop soundtrack, which you can find on Spotify. So, yeah, I want to make sure that I thank these two amazing human beings for the gifts they bring to my life, not just their talents, but also their friendship. The friendship comes first. Absolutely. Talents come second. Second. A close second. So this was fun. It was great spending this time together talking. I mean, we talk together. We talk every day anyway. (laughs) But in this format, it was extra special. For me too, for sure. Totally. Totally. So remember, we can do hard things. I love you. I see you in always, always. Until we meet again, go have a magical rest of this day and this week. And remember to be the flame. Take care, everybody. Mm